We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, my talkers, Lori and Brittany are here to brighten up your day because if you look out the window, it's a little gloomy. But no worries, you guys. It's going to be real fun here for the next two hours with Lori and Brittany. And we have a lifetime movie going on right now in the courts, right, guys? I mean, basically, basically do. We basically do. But Johnny Depp is done testifying. And um, yeah, I, I got to say, I was relieved last Friday that there was no court in session because I had been watching it <laughs> all week and listening to it on the radio. Just, I don't know why. I, I guess the thing that's so fascinating about this is that it's drugs, sex, a horrible relationship, something out of a Lifetime movie, but yeah. it's real life and it's out loud and, and it's on TV. Pettier. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's so much pettier. It's like almost better that it's pettier. It's like the way he sneaks in like <laughs> adjectives. Yeah. He'll say she was shrieking at me that mm-hmm. day. Like the way he she's he he oh it's beautifully well, petty. Here's I mean, like her her lawyer, her lead lawyer is Rottenborn, is, is his name. Mm-hmm. Um and um like one I was watching this morning and Rottenborn said Hearsay and Johnny Depp. I haven't finished my sentence. How do you know <laughs> it's hearsay? And they're like sidebar. And then also two days. I'll say this observation: two days of Amber's law- lawyers playing like twenty seconds <laughs> of a clip mm-hmm. that somebody taped, either Johnny or Amber. And then Johnny's lawyer, when they recross examine him. They played the whole thing. Yeah. And it's Amber just being insane, nuttier than nutty. And one of the unhinged, unhinged. And one of the things that I remember this from being in a group for 32 weeks after I'd been in an abusive relationship. But one of the things that there there's people have what's called reactive abuse. So um, the person like Amber is, 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 you know, antagonizing him. And she, when we heard these clips today and just like, you know, come on. And just like, she won't take the time out or just stop. And when the other person finally stands up, they usually are just losing their, their crap. Mm -hmm. And they're just saying equally awful things. And so it's, you're reacting to the abuse that's being dished out. Yeah. And that is a that is a real thing. So to me that's what it sounded like and I thought that um like her Rottenborn he said um to Depp, 
you were controlling Amber Heard's career and you didn't want her to make any movies. And he just said, how do you think she got Aquaman? <laughs> is Rottenborn her attorney? Yeah, her Amber attorney. Yeah. Just to clarify, because, so, yeah. you know. So. Yeah, Rottenborn is Amber's uh, thing. And... Um, They've been, they, her attorneys have been. Been terrible. But I mean, yeah. when you listen to Amber and Johnny's people played, like, because her attorney was just playing snippets of yeah. Johnny saying, she is such a gaslighter. I know. Um, and also, you know, I mean, the thing he said the very first day when he took the stand, he said um, something to the effect of, I've lost everything, no matter the outcome of this. Trial I've already lost. I lost when the allegations were made, when the op-ed was written, because they will stay with me forever. My life is ruined forever. Strong, powerful words, and he's right. I mean, if 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 they were false, he's a hundred percent right. Yeah. So I mean, it's been fascinating yes. to listen to to listen to the um, what the legal experts that have been weighing in, but. I'm going to say that at least a third of the legal experts that I've heard on Court TV, they think Johnny is winning. A third of them think Amber's winning, and the other third are just completely disgusted that this whole thing ever got to trial. Yeah. That they're kind of in shock about that. Also, Milani, which is an inexpensive drugstore brand of makeup. Okay. I'd put it up there with NYX and Elf or something like that. Yeah. So um, (laughs) this is bad. This is really bad. So um, anyway, so he's always continued to insist he's never abused Amber and her team has not been able to produce um, any actual physical violence. And Amber's team, when they were presenting their case, had this to say the opening statements. Her attorney claimed that Amber carried Milani's all in one correcting kit in her purse the entire time that she was involved with Johnny Depp, Uh-oh. which goes back to like 2012. And that that was the product that she used to cover up all of the bruises, uh, bruises she got from Johnny Depp. And they showed the jury this Milani all-in-one correcting kit. Uh-huh. Very emotional detail. One problem. Milani went to TikTok, Milani the cosmetic company, on Thursday <laughs> night to debunk the claims showing an employee pulling out their catalog to say that the all-in-one correcting kit wasn't released until 2017. And you asked us, let the record show our correcting kit launched in 2017. That is where her lawyers are just continuing to botch this with that kind of stuff. That would have been the easiest thing in the world to find out. And And that that clip, like you said earlier, was very telling compared to the entire versus the small down version. The snippets. When they're just playing Johnny going, you know, like losing his mind. And so anyway, his lawyers seem to, you know, thought that he did well. And I actually thought he did well. Howard Stern I heard him this morning, and he thinks that Johnny is overreacting, and he just can't understand why the hell this is gotten so far. So that was sort of his take on it. 
None of the late night people are making jokes about this. No. Yeah. None of them well, are prob- making. Are they all connected in some way to one of the two parties? Maybe. I think they want to see where the chips fall. I, the studio, but you would think that this would be up for roasting every night. No, not. No one has. I mean, based on some of the funny TikToks alone I've seen on responses and answers, like you would have, this is late night monologue gold. Gold, but no, we'll, we'll see. We'll see if they um, do anything. But, um, you know, James Franco is coming up on the stand. Elon Musk might be coming up on the stand. Cara Delevingne. Uh, I don't know if she's on the official witness list because the rumor is that uh, that there was a threesome, threesome with um Elon, Amber, and Cardelli. That's just one of the little... Who would invite Elon to yeah. that? Oh, I know it. Jeez, I mean, please. I feel like you'd be fine on your own, but adding Elon to the mix is it, no it, thank it's you. Just, it's just unbel- it's unbelievable. It really is. And listing, it's like... I mean, there's, I mean, they're pulling up some some clips where it, it's like, Wow. These these two people were should never have, have been, been together, together. Yes. like Toxic ever. Toxic relationship, exactly. Holy cow! All right, so listen. When we come back. It's your turn, Brittany. Yes. We've got random thoughts. We're ready for you. Okay, what would you guys do for your cell phone? What would I do for my cell phone? Oh no, I think uh, we're gonna. I think we talked about this one last week. Did you? Did we? We, we is it? Does it involve a porter party? Yes. Yeah, no, I'm not yes. going after that poor no. that poor girl that sat in there with the fire. You guys, she not only sat in there, and then her she, if she wouldn't have gotten her phone to work, this is what got me. Okay, she okay, would have I been have to explain. Stuck in that porta potty. For how long? Okay, so I just have to give backstory because if you're like me and you didn't hear last week that you you know this yes. story been talked about, a woman was at this very remote area. It was you know 2,800 uh, foot mountain, on Washington the, State. Right? Yep, Washington Olympics Na- mm-hmm. National Park. Perfect, and she. Uh, Dropped her cell phone in the toilet, and then she removed, disassembled it a little bit so she could lay down and lean into the hole, and she fell in. Yeah. Seems stereotypical. Why, in a beautiful park, wouldn't you just pee outside? Exactly. I don't, why would you go in a porta potty who knows when it's been cleaned? I know. All of that. I would just pee in the great outdoors. I mean, I pee outside, uh, uh, I, I'm kind of embarrassed to tell you how yeah, often, no, especially now pregnant. Yeah, like you gotta I, hold on to a, some, a stump or something <laughs> in front of a car. You need you need some hanging. I even need to hang on to something. So it's like, helpful. Well, guys do too. We hang on to something too if we go outside, right. but yeah. not for balance. It's funny because I make my dogs. Stay. There's a path I have, and then you can go on the side a little bit. And I make my dogs sit and stay on the path. Yeah. And then I just know that people, you know, can see, you know, probably, you know, a half mile down. <laughs> yeah. These two dogs just sitting there by themselves in the stay position. And I'm like, it looks so suspicious. And you come out of the woods with a dog the bag. <laughs> but then once they see the pregnant belly, they're like, that's probably why. Oh, that's um, so okay. Funny. So here's what is terrifying. So she was so lucky that after do 20 minutes of trying to get out. She was able to use her phone to call 911. Mm-hmm. And that's the part of me that has like pure panic is that how long would she have been stuck in there? Brittany, you would never would reach never. in to grab your phone I if would, it had fallen in. I would ugh. just be like, goodbye. That's yep. the Rest, phone is wrecked. Rest yep. in peace. Yep. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. Email me. <laughs> this is why you can't go to the bathroom with your phone in your back pocket. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so. She's never going to live that down. It will be funny one day, but <sighs> she's probably got to wait, got to wait a week and make sure she doesn't have any kind of <laughs> bacterial 
fecal type of um, I wonder I don't infection. Even- Oh, what were you going to say, Grant? I wonder if she's still blue. Like, you know, in the movie oh, yeah. Vegas Vacation, oh, yeah, right. when he gets his hand caught in that blue stuff and he gets to the hotel and he's yeah. like all the way blue up his arm. I wonder if she's still got the blue, blue dye. Maybe. Oh. You know, now I'm at that age, too. I didn't used to be claustrophobic. But now the idea of being, I, I did a, what is it, a CAT scan where you go all the way yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. And I had, I didn't realize it. I don't know when this has happened to me, but all of a sudden I was like freaking out. And I'd never been that way. As a kid, I used to like, you know, lay on the floor of the car and sleep on road trips. Yeah. But I, the, I don't know what's even worse. Maybe because like your belly is up in the air and it feels like that thing is, gonna, is too close know. to you. I don't know. No, but it didn't happen when I was pregnant. Oh, it didn't. Oh, no, no, yeah. All of a sudden, I don't know. I, I'm sure it's people have experienced it as you got older. I don't know. Maybe you're just like aware of death more. <laughs> That's super fun. That's me. I used to go in every little crevasse I could because I was the smallest kid in the yeah. world. But now I can't even sit in the backseat of a two-door car without feeling claustrophobic. Really? Yeah, because right. there's no way out. All right. Isn't that wild? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. We've heard of, you know, well, me and Grant have a lot of dogs. You have Casey. Have we all Casey. have our protection. That's right. We're missing out because I guess the number one protection that we should be having is a pet squirrel. No. So, no, we have to. We just no. have to. No, no we no. don't. <laughs> so, Adam Pearl, he walked into his home on Tuesday and realized that something didn't seem right. He came to the front door and his little squirrel uh, came and his name is Squirrel. His name is Joey. He has a pet squirrel that lives yeah. in his house. Joey, yes. His residential residential squirrel okay. came in and was kind of acting more squirrely than uh-huh. usual. And he noticed that there was um, uh, just kind of everything was in disarray. And he ended up calling the police and the police actually had a suspect with a bunch of stolen goods on them in the house. No, they, oh. they, they, they had caught like, you know, not too far from there with a bunch of like scratch marks all over it. And it turned out this um, burglar admitted that he the whole time was being attacked by this squirrel who the owner swears has never bit anybody was attacking this squirrel as he was trying to burgle the house. All right. So in conclusion, <laughs> we have to get squirrels to protect our flat screen TVs. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to pass on that. But remember, what was the one that was sugar, sugar lag gliders? Those were really popular. Uh, they sold those in malls for a while. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. know what you're talking about. And then they found out that they're not only nocturnal, but you need two. Otherwise, they like lose their minds. But um I'm not squirrel. talking Grant and, and I or anyone else yeah. into getting a squirrel because you probably get Lily have, on the phone. You no. know what I've never seen though is <laughs> a baby one. squirrel. I never see them oh, until I they're bet, grown ups. I bet they're so. Do they cute. keep them hidden away uh, so that hawks and probably other things? I mean, I've seen a baby squirrel. You have because yeah. I never have in a nest though. So I saw. It's so funny you said that. Last summer when we were um, at my sister's house in her backyard. Um, all of a sudden we heard screeching and we found a little baby squirrel that we had to put back in the nest that a bird had carried down and dropped. Okay, so, so that's the only time I've seen a baby that, squirrel. Maybe they keep them hidden until they they're... The... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Yes. Teenagers. Um, they're really cute, so let's get one. Oh, mm-hmm. they are really cute. But that must have been how that guy got it. He rescued a baby squirrel. Because how could he do- domesticate? A damn squirrel. That was my one opportunity to have a squirrel. It was the same time that I, I put my cousin, Manda, on my shoulders. We put the squirrel back in the nest. Was it in a tree? She was drunk, and that was the only reason I talked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a tree. She was drunk, and I'm just like, you know, nuts. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we had to put her him or this little thing back in the tree. And the mom was freaking out, but wouldn't leave the, the tree. We put it back, and then the mom grabbed the baby and, like, ran off. Okay, ran up the tree yeah. to another nest. And then my drunk cousin, Manda, kept telling everyone at the party that we were heroes. Not all heroes wear capes. And um, she was, it was lovely. Um, okay, so teen with the longest legs in the world, right? She ends up on the Guinness Book of Records. Big deal. What's her next move? Um, not uh, low-waisted pants, right? <laughs> yeah. Right now. I, I <laughs> Just don't from know what you. next move is. I feel like... Are her legs like six feet long or what's her the deal? Leg, I mean, it's a, uh, she's got legs that measure four foot five. She stands at six foot ten. Oh. Her Holy legs are cow. four foot five, yeah. Um, I'm surprised you guys yeah. didn't get this. OnlyFans. Yeah. Oh, is that what she's only doing? OnlyFans. Only I should clarify. She's 19. When I say a teenager, it sounds far younger. Yeah. She's 19 years old. So she, uh, yeah. After she got on Guinness, she was like, "That's it. Like, I'm sick of everybody else profiting off my long legs." Jumps on um, OnlyFans, and they said that it's 35 dollars a month for her content, and nudity isn't promised, and she's been making quite a bit of money. Just showing off them long legs. The long legs, and she probably has special requests for her feet. Oh, I I'm, And she's a ginger. And she's, she's a, a redhead, ginger. so there's like a trifecta there. Let's be honest, the internet oh. always ends with people wanting to see people's feet Those, or a ginger. Or a ginger. <laughs> Those feet, you guys, two hands long. Yeah, yeah. Holy They're cow. They're probably size 15 to 16. Whew. Good for her, though. Good for her. Make money while you can, right? All right. Yeah, listen, you know, it's Fashion Week here in Minnesota. When we come back, we're going to have a very special fashion guest. If you didn't know, now you know. It's Fashion Week in Minnesota. That's why you feel that elevated sense of wearing a faceter or a... Wearing all of our winter clothes. <laughs> well, we've got Amy Seaman. She is the head of fashion and design over at Mesmira. She's also intricate this uh, week in Fashion Week. Hey, Amy, how you doing? Hi, I'm amazing. How are you two? We are pretty good for Monday, May, you know, or March 2056. I think that's what we're calling today. We're just adding on. <laughs> Um, yes, it doesn't exactly feel like spring. No, and we are ready to wear our spring clothes and maybe bust out some sandals, but we just, we're yes. not able to do that I yet. I've had to make some last minute adjustments to my fashion week lineup of outfits based on this weather. Okay, so what is what what is going on uh, with fashion week this week? What do you know? And then we want to hear about Mesmira. Yes. So fashion week uh, is two times a year. There's fall and there's spring. And it's an opportunity to just bring out the creatives and the talent in this community, bring everyone together for our fun and fashion. 
an opportunity to get exposed to new brands, new designers, new boutiques in the area. So uh, Fashion Week started on Sunday, officially kicked off, and it goes all the way through to Saturday. And there are shows every single day. Some have two a day. So if you're interested in any of the shows, you go to fashionweekmn.com or follow them on Instagram. Most of them are sold out, but there are still a couple last-minute ones or often um, you'll see on the Instagram page, you know, someone can't make it all of a sudden, and then there's some free um, tickets available that pop up. So well, all be- throughout the week, I was just anybody say, is welcome to uh, attend. You don't have to be somebody in the fashion scene to be there. To go there, because I was just going to say, it seems like, you know, we weren't really, we haven't been able to have anything, and it feels like this, like everything else, people are, like, eager and ready to see stuff in person. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. It has just, I mean, of course, being a stylist, this is one of my favorite times of year, but it just feels so good to like touch and feel the garments in person again, to see some of the other fellow creatives in real life and hug and just ooh and ah over everyone's outfits. So it definitely is giving me energy right now, despite the lack of sunshine. And you've got a fashion show uh, that you're the uh, styling of a picnic, a fashion, was it a floral fashion frenzy? And that's tomorrow, right? That is tomorrow. One more sleep, as I keep saying. Um, <laughs> yes. So this is my debut on the runway as artistic director and stylist. And I'm working in partnership with David Kassan from Sip and Bloom. Um, he produced his first fashion show last year and then invited me um, to be the stylist for this one. And Karen Morris Millinery is our headline designer. She makes the most incredible headpieces and hats. So there's going to be lots of that on the runway. Um, and then my goal in this was, you know, this has been a career goal of mine to style a runway. And the fact that I have the opportunity to do it during spring fashion week in Minnesota is just beyond what I could have imagined. Um, I feel like the universe has opened up for me in a very incredible way this year. Yeah. And I wanted to use this opportunity to bring along as many people as I could, right? So those smaller boutiques or designers that maybe don't have a presence to mm-hmm. at fashion week. And even if they only get one garment or one piece of jewelry down the runway, that means something to them. So we have about 15 different collaborators that are part of the show. Um, I will say that it is a much bigger undertaking than I thought. It's kind of so beautiful and poetic, right? And now all of a sudden I'm managing 15 different people and designers who are kind of creating in different lanes. But uh, when we did our model fitting this week and I saw for the first time it all come together beautifully, I think it is going to really just wow anyone um, that is in attendance. Do you, are there tickets available for your the show that you're doing tomorrow? Listen, our show sold out before it, it even hit the fashion it did. website. Oh, did it? Will we it be did. able to watch it, it on did. Insta? Yes, there will be lots of um, videos and photos on Instagram. I don't know. We have not made the decision yet if we're going to be streaming it live. So I would say to find out, follow okay. me, Mama Seaman, on Instagram. Follow Sip and Bloom on Instagram and follow Fashion Weekend on Instagram, and that should cover all your bases if we're going to stream it. And what are you, Mama Seaman? Mama Seaman, M-A-M-A, and then S-E-E-M-A-N, which is my last name. You're not related to our boss, Dan <laughs> Seaman, are you? No, but I get asked that all the time. Just start saying time. yes, Amy. You'll get farther. Um, okay, so <laughs> you're head of fashion and styling at Mesmira. Will you tell us what 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 is Mesmira? Yes, so Mesmira is professional virtual styling for professional women. So Ann Rogers is the founder and has become a dear friend of mine, a business partner. Uh, We met um, faithfully last year, and she had this idea to create 
an opportunity to serve women in the workplace, help them show up as their best self, help them move their careers forward, because we know that there is a definite gap in the number of men and women in leadership. Mm -hmm. And so, so much of that comes down to confidence and how they're showing up and also the many different roles as women that we are juggling in addition to our professional careers, right? Mom, mothers, caretakers, sisters. And so we wanted to have a service that was accessible to them and met them where they were and help them show up as their best self. So I came on board as the head of fashion and styling and I've been working um, closely with her and a, the team of many amazing women advisors who are just really building this concept up. It, the website is up and functioning now. We have clients, so you can go in and book, and there's a number of different services that we offer, and it's all done virtually. So that intimidation factor of, like, I haven't even let my closest friends inside my closet. Right. Uh, we're kind of removing that by we're, saying, we're, we're coming in virtually, so it doesn't matter what is around you. You don't have to clean your house. You don't have to tell your kids to go to the neighbors or go outside to play. So it really is um, a very safe and comfortable environment to be vulnerable, to ask those questions. What should I wear? Um, does this fit me? Is it relevant? Um, you know, you're changing your career. You're moving up and you want to command executive presence now in a casual environment. You've turned 40 and you're, you're, it's a confusing time, right? You don't know where to shop anymore. You've had a baby. You've lost weight. You've gained weight. All of those milestones, mm-hmm. you have a safe person that you can really sit down and talk to and they can advise you using their expertise and help you so you can start to focus your time and energy on what you're going to say in those meetings and not what you're going to wear. And a, a lot of times, is it the matter of buying a, like a whole new wardrobe or kind of utilizing their wardrobe differently and maybe adding a couple pieces in? Yes, it is absolutely about using what you have in your wardrobe as a starting point. So we are all guilty at some point of having a closet full of clothes and nothing to wear, right? Yes, or the majority yeah. of us are. That is a very real problem. And obviously with sustainability, there's this shift of like you're constantly, every time you're p- pulling up your Instagram feed, you're being fed these, buy this, this is on sale. This blogger just shared this and here's the link and use this promo code and it's buy, buy, buy. Mm-hmm. And then you, you subscribe to all the box services, you buy all the things that you see other bloggers wearing and then it shows up and you still don't know what to do with it. Yeah. So I like to say we kind of are those experts that get you across that finish line. So we help you identify with what you have. Is this working for your body type? Is it still relevant? Is there a way to reimagine it? Or or am I giving you permission to part with it? Mm-hmm. And then also through that process, we identify gaps. So when you are shopping, you're actually shopping with intention. Mm. And the one thing that I love every time when I hang up the, the Zoom call is they fall in love with their closet again. And they all say, I thought you were going to tell me to throw it all away. But then they're surprised at how much they actually have to work with when you have an expert guiding you through that process. And then, Amy, we have to ask. We'd be crazy not to ask. What are we supposed to wear this spring? We've been wearing scrubs. (laughs) Can we wear everything? Tell us right now the fashion things of spring right now. We need it. (laughs) It's time for color, right? We need to brighten up this dreary environment we are in right now. So bring out the bright colors. Tons of monochromatic, tons of color blocking, just playful. I always say anything that really just makes you smile, right? So even as we think about coats, you know, right now we still need a lighter coat, a classic trench coat, or find something in a bright color that just, if I have to wear a coat, at least it makes me smile. Mm -hmm. Um, I think with kind of moving out of loungewear, but not fully back into like tight-fitting jeans, 
looser, kind of that mother, the mom gene or the boyfriend style gene, or even trousers. Trousers are really replacing denim in a very cool way. And you're wearing them with sneakers and just like a white t-shirt. I think that looks so crisp. It's comfortable, but you're a little bit more pulled together. So if you're going to buy one thing, I'd say go find a great pair of fun trousers mm-hmm. and a coat that makes you smile. Yeah. Oh, and then, God, I am a, I am a coat hoe. I love coats. <laughs> it is my weakness. The old CH over here. I, I really, it is my weakness, but I'll tell you what, I that is yeah. the one thing in my closet I consistently wear are all the coats because we need so many kinds of coats in Minnesota. We need so many. You need one for every season and every season in between the season, right? right. Because it doesn't Absolutely. just go from one to the other. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, and Amy, yeah. where do we and get a hold it's of you? That third piece. So, and where do we get a hold of you if we want uh, a session with you? We go where? Yes, so you go to mesmira dot com, and everyone starts with a new client consultation. This gives us ninety minutes to really get to know you, and then from there we can advise on the different package options and where is the best way to go. We want you to experience it. We want to help guide you before you buy more things and aren't sure how to use it. So everyone starts with a new client consult there. In or uh, right now, we're offering a promo code. So, Fashion Week 25, all one word, will give you $25 off a new client consult from now until May 10th. And I just want you to know, Amy, I'm going full Bridgerton this spring. Um, I hope Ooh, I still have. Were these... you inspired after Rosenbowl show? I was. And you know what? And now this is the first time I've ever had boobs because I'm pregnant. And so I'm like, I could really push them up like mm-hmm. they actually do in Bridgerton. I'm yeah. a, so, I mean, there might be. Well, of course it's. Corsets are very much trending right now, and we're seeing them layered underneath an oversized blazer, or I even like them over a white button-up with some cool denim and and some slides. I I fully approve of you and the corsets there, Brittany. Thank you, Amy. I appreciate your approval. Your boobs are going to look like a dinner plate. They're going to be up so high. (laughs) I'm going to love it. It's going to be a boob buffet. You have to appreciate this. It's the first time I've got handfuls. I'm so pumped about it. And I'm like, yes, I'm enjoy sure them, embrace them. Thank you. Show Thank you, off. Amy. This was I so approve. fun. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, good luck tomorrow at your fashion show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, ladies. All right. Thanks, Amy. Good to talk to yes, you. Bye-bye. All right. Listen, when we come back, there's a war of words going on right now with the housewives and we are here <gasps> for the insults. What is the meaning of this? So last week, last Thursday, Lisa Vanderpump opened Paris, uh, Vanderpump, her little cocktail lounge, um, her second location. Yeah, in Las Vegas, right? In Las Vegas. And um, uh, E! News interviewed her and asked her about, um, did she know anything about um, Garcelle's book being thrown in the trash by Erica Jane? Yeah. And she said... Maybe Erica didn't understand it. Maybe Garcelle should have sent her a scratch and sniff book or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and left it at that. Love. And, you know, kind of funny. And yeah. just like it was a pretty good slam. So what does Erica Jane, our pretty little mess, what does she do? She goes on Instagram. Somebody on a, you know, Bravo account, like shared what Lisa said about maybe she should have got a scratch and sniff book. And Erica Jane wrote, Oh, that's pretty rich coming from Lisa Vanderpump's mouth. Who's that reeks of garlic cigarettes and just Chardonnay. Okay. Okay. I love, I love where we're at right now. Yeah. 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 The insults. The nitty gritty. Like, especially cause 
Vanderpump versus Erica. We didn't get too much of that back. To, they fought a little bit. Yeah. But you never really saw the hardcore. And to think about what she would be like right now on The Real Housewives, having Lisa Vanderpump would be amazing because she would be asking the yeah. questions. I mean, Erica Jane, what's wrong with garlic cigarettes and Chardonnay breath? <laughs> like, huh? What like are a, you trying to say? Sounds like a great like a good Tuesday. Time. Yeah. yeah. Right? I would love to be living that life. Garlic fries, little booze, and a cigarette afterwards. Yeah. Ooh. Sounds like And my then 20s. Uh, over between New York and an old Beverly Hills housewife, or I shouldn't say old, but just a former cast member. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. She, um... Countess Luann and Teddy Mellencamp are in it. I know. And Countess Luann uh, replied to something Teddy said and said, Teddy, we don't think about you or your artwork. <laughs> Teddy responded, something tells me people rarely accuse you of thinking much in general. Teddy, I love... Where was this when you were on the show? I, no kidding. Because boring, she Teddy. was the most, the most boring. exciting thing about her was, was her dad. dad. Yeah. Who, we never got to see. Who was never on it. And never, she very rarely pretended like she barely knew him when her last name was Mellencamp, the whole reason she got cast. I know. Oh, that was like, like the idea of Luann and Mellencamp going at it. Well, now, because um, Mellencamp, or Teddy and Tamara have a podcast together. Oh, to spill the tea with yeah, two teas or something, something like that. Something like that. And I mean, they're really... Now that they know that they're probably not going to be on the show, Tamara might has a chance of coming back, but Teddy probably doesn't. No. They've think, been pulling the gloves. I yeah, mean, I think Tamara's on the second Ultimate Girls Trip. The okay. one where they go to Dorinda's house, whenever that's going to air. Why is Teddy on anything, though? I mean, I, I don't know if Teddy's on it, but I know Tamara oh, and Tamara. Vicky. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, when they're going to Dorinda's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I know that that's airing, but I don't know if Teddy will ever be back because... I mean, Boring. they tried. I think I can't remember if she was on two or three seasons, but it was two or three seasons too much. I think, quite frankly, they axed her because of where she lived. <laughs> right. Probably. You know, she lives like in Orange County. Yeah. And I I remember, too, she started somebody called her boring at a dinner party and she started crying. Oh. And I was like, this is so know, annoying. <laughs> OK, so apparently there's going to be an HBO documentary called. um it's going to air on HBO next week, May 3rd, and it's called Spring Awakening, Those You've Known. And it's a documentary highlighting the cast, the original cast of Spring Awakening on Broadway. Okay. So one of the people that was in that show on the original on Broadway was Leah Michelle. Oh, okay. So we got a clip from the show, and here's, and her, and Jonathan Groff was also in it, and apparently he's her BFF. Mm-hmm. And um, Entertainment Weekly wrote of the documentary, Michelle once let Jonathan see her vagina using a desk lamp to give him an illustrative lesson and satisfies curiosity in the female anatomy as a gay man with no knowledge of its particulars. And <laughs> Leah, you know. Hmm. She indulged? Like, yes. Fully let 
Let oh. her gay BFF. Has he heard of the internet? Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, like any time that would come up in any conversation, I would be like, so here is a smartphone. Phone. Here's an iPad. Here's That's a computer. Right. Mm-hmm. You go for it. There's a difference between a vagina and a vulva. Yep. Here's the clitoris. Yep. Here is the, the labia majora. Who yep. would do that with a friend? I've got enough A&P books I could borrow him. Yeah. <laughs> that'll get the job done just fine. Honestly, Leah. Once you show, I mean, once that happens, you hit, I mean, I feel like. I barely open my legs for the gynecologist. <laughs> She's I'm always gonna, like. I thought you were going to say for Casey. No, no. No, 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 but she's, you know, know. you're bare kind minimal. of instinctive, bare you're, minimal, bare minimum. and she's always like, will you open your legs just a little oh. bit wider, and you're just kind of like, ah, oh, the light, Do I have the like, speculum, put, put another blanket on my legs, please, why is this so flimsy, I can't imagine just being that comfortable no. with my, one of my gay BFFs, no, just, no, you're literally giving me the absolute terror nightmares yeah. just now, even thinking about it, it's, I remember when one of my gay friends was like, like, hey, let's make out. And I thought to myself, I'm good. Like, I love you, Jordan, but I'm good. Yeah. Wait, did you say Jordan? Yeah. yeah. Isn't that your husband's name? No, that's my, my I have a brother a named brother, Jordan, Jordan, but the different Jordan. Different Absolutely. Jordan. I was going to have some fun there, but okay, never mind. <laughs> no, Sorry. Please. Wrong path, wrong family. Yeah, I just remember we were at UMD and he was like, we should make out. It'd be fun. And I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'll, I'll probably fall in love with you. Uh, <laughs> like, no, <maybe>. Right. <laughs> so if I was showing something else, I'd probably head over heels. Um, Hilaria Baldwin uh, is back on Instagram with a real thirst. Uh, yesterday, she did one little post bragging about buying a T-shirt that she was wearing that is meant for like a 14-year-old girl. Okay. And she's pregnant. How cool. I know. Isn't she <laughs> so You make me so angry like uh, right now i'm wearing all maternity stuff and i'm like and she is pregnant i know and having and, and yet she has the time then she posted a series of clips to her stories talking about the online mob and for if you know someone who's getting online mobbed to reach out to them to make sure that they're okay and it's like well why don't you reach out to your husband yeah who's in italy filming something Number or one whatever bully, yeah uh, i mean it's like could she be any more obvious she's exhausting she really is I, I don't know how she has the time with six children and another on the way yes i know she has help but are you emotionally exhausted from taking care of your kids? I'm emotionally exhausted from Just being, being with pregnant. myself. Right. Being, like being alone with myself is emotionally exhausting. I don't, I can't, I can't. I, people that are that unself aware blow my mind. I know. She really, she is probably one of our, you know, least self aware people. Um, uh, Ben Affleck's people have let us know that he hasn't been an active member of the dating app Raya for several years Mm-mm. because of some Selling Sunset lady. Yeah, this girl, I've been watching Selling Sunset and she claims, you know, she had interaction. I would he just may to- or may not have been texting me. I may or may uh, not be I'm, making this up. That's Why? basically what that says to me. You know what? These are one of those moments where you and I should be publicists where we'd go, so? Why are we Why do I responding? Care? So exactly. he was on a dating app. I don't know. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. Yeah. Blah. Yeah. Like, but- now he's with Benefer. That's all that matters. Yeah. Emma Herman. Herman. Yeah. She has a, she's a, it's got an empanada company so that I heard does. is terrible. Well, we may or may not eat your empanada. all right we'll be back it's already five o'clock time's flying